Hey everybody, so we're back today. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. Uh, we're back to talk about some news updates uh, from the last week. Uh, I know we talked about some things last Monday about the week before. Uh, probably going to make Monday uh, typically a newscast unless there's, unless there's uh, not that not really that much iconic news to discuss, which I can't imagine will happen all that often, but we'll see how it goes. So um, just like last Monday, uh, Aurora has decided to take a nap because she said the news is boring, even though she made this list of what is newsworthy to talk to you guys about. So um, she is taking her nap while we discuss this. And uh, for those of you who don't know, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover art of the podcast. And uh, so, yeah, we'll get right into it here with some news updates um, from the last week. So... First off is uh, we all know that they're doing you know the new Spider-Man movie that comes out. Uh, it is going to be uh, essentially setting up the Spider-Verse, having you know uh, multiple types of previous Spider-Man uh, a part of this. Okay, so Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, those types of guys uh, being brought back to this. At least that's all speculation. I mean, you know, we'll see how much it actually brings that into play once the film actually comes out. But that's been the discussion. Now, part of this, it has been confirmed that Doc Ock is going to be the exact same version of Doc Ock in Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire. So, for that reason, uh, I think a lot of people were wondering, like, wow, how do you gonna, how are you going to make this work, right? So I think a lot of us are scratching our head. Now, that actor, they're actually going to be digitally de-aging this person, um, can't think of his name right now, but they're actually going to be de-aging him digitally. And while I am not overly concerned about that because the, you know, the, the digital, the CGI and things like that they have nowadays, I think it's going to be a quality. It's going to be a good, you know, it's going to look good. I, I don't think it's going to be that bad, but I have seen some situations where it does affect things. So even a high quality film that you're going to see here, like a Disney film, I do worry a little bit about it, but it is great to have that Doc Ock back. Uh, very good to see some of these original characters that we love brought back into the universe. That's what we really love here on Pilling Back the Fourth Wall. We love content. We love storylines, story arcs, and actors and characters that continue to grow in their stories with us. And so if we're able to get some characters from previous movies coming back and being relevant again, we definitely love it here. So we're super excited about that. Can't wait to see it. And I think they're going to do a good job of this. But interesting that they're going to be digitally de-aging that person uh, to make it fit within the uh, you know, realm of the movie. So I'm excited about that. I think it's going to be uh, a good job done by Disney. Next is uh, this one actually is an interesting one. I It's not really that newsworthy, but I, I thought it was very interesting. So Steven Spielberg actually came out, and uh, there someone was asking him about superhero movies, right? So um, Spielberg is amazing. I'm a huge fan of Spielberg. Love everything that he does. And um, he is actually... Uh, well, he, he told people what his favorite superhero movie was. Now, a lot of you are probably going to say, oh, Avengers, um, Iron Man, you know, some of these some of these other ones. I am super excited because when I heard this, I just like, this just makes so much sense. So, his favorite superhero movie is the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. 
and this is great you know i i think that that film is amazing film i love it one of my favorite superhero films as well and uh you know like my best friend it's probably their absolute favorite superhero film as well i think it's great job they do a great job of balancing the comedy with the action in it uh, making it a, a light-hearted but well-rounded action movie at the same time so really uh interesting that he would say that is his favorite and uh, i think a lot of us would agree with him on that uh, even though there are definitely some other ones that probably would come to your mind at first uh, there will be a lot of people who agree with him on Guardians of the Galaxy. I think the acting and stuff was uh, fantastic. I think they picked some really great uh, uh, cast members to be a part of this, and uh, they've done a really great job. So I thought that was very interesting. Wanted to let that be known. That is his favorite superhero movie is the Guardians of the Galaxy. Next is the Twin Sisters. Okay, the uh, I guess for lack of a better word, evil Twin Sisters. I can't remember exactly what they call them. The mean Twin Sisters. I don't know, but cinderella's uh sisters the twins uh who were you know mean to her put her down all those all those things there is going to be a uh disney comedy movie uh based around them and uh you know this is it's interesting to me that they're doing that i think there's a lot of other concepts that, that disney could be doing that they haven't touched on yet and so they're they're going like back to the well and like beyond a little bit more than I kind of anticipated, but it's it's good to get that interesting content. It'd be neat to see kind of what backstory they do uh, in this type of uh, film. So that is something that they are working on. I know a lot of Disney diehards are going to really appreciate that. Uh, we'll want to see it. See you know what type of drama or storyline comes out of this. So that will be interesting for sure. Next up is. Um, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, there was some. Uh, there was a report about Rise of Skywalker. Sticking with Disney for a bit here. It all that movie, the Rise of Skywalker, which, as many of you know from listening to this podcast, I really was not a fan of the movie. I just, I just thought they did a really, really bad job with this. But um, anyway, that film almost, almost featured the builder creator of the Millennium Falcon. The Millennium Falcon, okay? I did not go through and read the article because I was just infuriated. Why would you not showcase this person? Why would you not do that? Like, are you are you serious? This person would become a fan favorite overnight, you know, like a dark horse fan favorite character that people would love, okay? And you decided not to put them in the film? Why would you not do that? Like, I don't understand. And again, I didn't read the full article and stuff, but it seems to me that, again, with the things Kathleen Kennedy was doing and all that stuff, there was a lot of overshadowing and kind of pushing away some of the past, uh, some of the past story arcs, characters, uh, you know, the routes that things were going. And I think maybe this is one of those. Maybe this is one of those where, you know, she just did not want to showcase... um, this character because I don't know maybe the Millennium Falcon was too old of a ship and they didn't want to focus on it too much I don't know but I think this would have been great I am so sad to know that they actually considered it um, and it was close to happening and they pulled it so that that's a little frustrating for me that that uh, did not occur maybe we'll see the creator at some point on Mandalorian or something like that It'd be really cool to see them integrated into the franchise Next up is, uh, we've got 
a few uh, to talk about here with this franchise. Uh, we are going to be talking about the Fast and Furious franchise. So, um, the Fast 9 movie uh, was going to open in China one month before it opens in the U.S. Okay. Now, I do not have a huge problem with this. Obviously, I, I'm a little frustrated because, you know why wouldn't you showcase it here uh because you know universals in the u.s why would you not showcase it in the u.s but it does make sense from a business standpoint actually if you go back you look at some of the numbers the statistics data um they make more of their money internationally on these movies now than they do it's not even close to domestically okay uh, the Fast and Furious franchise domestically has lost a lot of its um, a lot of its horsepower, for lack of a better word. There, um, so it, it's lost a lot of it, and I think you know domestically the films have gotten so repetitive of the same thing, same story. It's just action films now. It doesn't integrate some of the old beloved characters, obviously, because of the passing of one of them, uh, which very sad. But anyway. It is doing so much better internationally uh, than it does domestically. So it makes sense from a business standpoint that you would showcase this, um, you know, uh, earlier in China, you know, trying to get a bigger boost in the beginning, uh, get it to do really well, maybe spark some of the, you know, numbers of what it brings in and everything in China to get people to want to go watch it when it premieres here in the U.S. So we will see... Um, you know how it goes but uh just something of news a little bit there a little bit noteworthy that they are going to be doing it a month early there in china um sticking with fast nine we are going to talk about something fairly controversial for me anyway is that the uh i believe it was a director uh came out said that fast f9 fast nine uh will have well, not will have, but Brian O'Connor is still alive in the timeline, in the mythos of this movie taking place. And my first thing is, what? One, why does this matter? Unless the character is being featured in the film. If he's being featured in the film, which we've seen some amazing things done with CGI, with some of the Star Wars films, bringing back some characters who have passed away. Like, if that's happening then I'm really concerned about it because you've went so many films without it. So to me, it feels like a stretch that you're going to be putting this person back in there after you just basically ignored them forever, which is absolutely wrong to do. So you ignore this character, and now what? You're trying to get some of the old fans back? You're trying to get some old Paul Walker fans super excited about the movie? I don't know, but that feels like a stretch to me. So that's one concept. The other thing is that they're not going to be in this film at all they're not going to do any cgi stuff to bring this person back into the films and in that situation it makes it even more frustrating because at that standpoint it's like what are you doing here is it just again a ploy it is just a ploy to get people to be like oh well you know paul walker is still alive there brian o'connor still alive so let's go watch the movie and see what's happening even though he's not in it like that's it just—I don't understand the context of it. I don't understand why it was said and why it was come, why it came out. Now we will see if he makes a an appearance in there. I think that's the better of the two situations for this comment being made. But 
I would love to see him back. I would love to see him have some brief cameo or something in the films. I really would. I love that character so much. He made that franchise. And I just I wish they would kind of stop doing it because he's gone. But I would like to see him come back. But they need to do it right. And it's a very, very, very shaky grounds in making in saying something like that. So I'm very interested to see if they incorporate the character, how they incorporate him, what all happens around that to you know showcase that he's still alive. Next, again, with sticking with Fast Furious, uh, Fast Furious Nine is setting up Tokyo Drift Two by bringing back Sean. Okay, Sean is the main character of Tokyo Drift. He's the uh, you know Southern American kid who ends up going over to uh, Tokyo and uh, you know with his uh, dad, I believe. I think I think he goes out there with his dad, and uh, yeah, he starts racing cars out there. And I love Tokyo Drift. I know a lot of people were not big fans of it. I actually loved it. I really enjoyed the film quite a bit. I also I almost wish it was a standalone and not a part of the Fast and Furious because you could tell Universal realized, oh, we screwed up here. We needed to tie this into Fast and Furious better than what we did. Then they decided to do that in like four or five somehow with like a brief little, uh, you know, beginning scene showing Han was actually a part of Dom's team. So whatever. We've talked about that before in some of our previous episodes. But if they're setting up Tokyo Drift 2, I do really like this because, again, we talked about it with uh, the Doc Ock and Spider and the Spider-Verse. If you can go back and you can maintain content, you can maintain the quality of characters that people loved and people appreciated in your franchise and your mythos, then I absolutely i'm all for it we're all about the content here and we really want to see content continue we want to see stories develop people develop we want to see what happens to that uh, over a long period of time not just a one film type thing so if they're setting up a tokyo drift 2 i am all a fan for that i like sean uh the guy who played sean i can't think of his name he did a really good job in the film i i really appreciated what he brought to the the big screen and i think that he could do a really wonderful job here if they start up the tokyo drift 2 uh concept or if he continues to be in fast 10 or 11 i, I think that's a really cool concept that they could do by uh keeping him in there so we will see, uh, you know, how he gets inserted, how he how he gets used, um, and how all of those characters from Tokyo Drift are brought back into the franchise. Basically, um, in Fast and Furious Nine, we'll see how it all works out. I'm excited about it because they could do a lot of great things, but with a lot of excitement comes a lot you could be disappointed about, and we've seen that a lot as well. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Also, brief note, and I think most of you know this. Fast 10 and 11 is confirmed to happen. So they are going to do a Fast and Furious 10 and 11 movie. That's not including the Hobbs and Shaw movie that they did. I don't believe anyway. But that is almost way too many films. I mean, if you look at the amount of films they have produced and you compare it to other film franchises that have a similar amount of films, okay? Not even all the way there, but just similar. They're getting circles run around them, okay? They're, they're not making the amount of money, I believe, to warrant continuing doing this. If I was them, I would have rebooted a long time ago, okay? Or do some type of way that you could have spin, spun things off when Paul Walker had passed away into a different type of series. But now it is completely, and I've talked about this, 
the same story over and over. It's the same concept over and over. Oh, we're going to bring a new bad guy in. He's going to be creating some havoc. There's going to be inter-team conflict. And there's going to be a bunch of cars and action scenes a part of this. Basically everything that's happening. Okay, that, that's, the, that's the films. So, I don't know. We will see how 10 and 11 do. We'll see how 9 does. I need to catch up and watch a couple of the last ones, but it's the reason I have not watched them is because again, it just, it's just continuing to be the same exact thing over and over after reading the reviews and reading what's going on with the stories. I just feel like people will, will get tired of this pretty soon. And I think it'll happen abruptly. Okay. So while it may be booming in China and things like that, at some point China will probably get in the same boat as America on this and get kind of tired of it. So maybe Tokyo Drift can revitalize some of these things. Who knows? Time will tell. Okay, jumping off of the Fast and Furious franchise, we are going to talk about um, Mads Mikkelsen, who many of you know we have talked about uh, coming into the MCU, right, in a mystery-type role. Okay, now I'm super excited about that. I think um, Mads Mikkelsen is... uh, No, not Mads Mikkelsen in a mystery role. Sorry, that is... absolutely different character but Mads Mikkelsen coming into the MCU which super excited about I think he's going to do a wonderful wonderful job in the MCU so he's going to be really great as a part of that but they just announced another great franchise that he's going to become a part of and that is going to be Indiana Jones 5 okay now I don't know if I talked about this previously on episodes but I will tell you that I am frustrated a bit that they are doing an Indiana Jones 5 mainly because the fourth one absolutely was awful and I was just really saddened by it really saddened by it so if they do five and they do it justice it could be a great quality film Mads Mikkelsen is involved in this film in a mystery role. We do not know what he is doing in the film. We don't know if he's a main antagonist. We don't know if he's partnering with Indy. We don't know any of that. Now, if they bring him into light in a great way, they could spearhead this and jump off into a new platform, which could revive the Indiana Jones franchise, in my opinion. Okay? Because at some point, you have to go away from Harrison Ford just because he's going to age out of the role. Okay, I mean, he feels like he's almost basically there anyway. But Mads Mikkelsen is a guy who, a little bit younger, you might be able to put into that role of taking it over for a few years. Who knows? We'll see what happens. I'm excited for the fact that he is getting involved in the franchise. It's a good step in the right direction with a good, talented, quality actor. Okay, now, the next one uh, is that... Home Alone, um, as as many of you may know, there have been a lot of discussions about Home Alone getting rebooted um, through Disney, and uh, it's been confirmed to extents that it's going to happen. Now, a lot of people were concerned, one, in the beginning, because they didn't want to see it rebooted, because it's a film where it was so good and so iconic. Like, why would you reboot that, right? It's almost like the people who love Back to the Future so much. Like, why would you ever reboot that? And I can understand it, okay? But also to an extent, it is good to revive series and revive films and it can bring people of today's generation back to those films. So I do appreciate that. I understand it. 
I'm not a huge fan of doing these reboots on classic films that were really good. But I do understand the concept of why you do it at times. Okay? Just to preface that. Anyway, getting back to the news about it. So it it people were weary that this was not going to happen, that the reboot was not going to happen because it'd been delayed and delayed and delayed. Okay? The film had been delayed multiple times in shooting. It um, apparently, though, has come out that it is almost done. Uh, it is still happening and will be coming to Disney Plus when it premieres. So who knows? We'll see. Maybe it won't have a Christmas theme. Maybe it will have a Christmas theme. Maybe it'll be summer. Who knows what's going to happen with all that? I haven't really looked into it because I don't like to spoil things for myself. But um, it is uh, still going to happen, and we will end up seeing that at some point. So, be excited for it. You might be alone in that. Haha, <laughs> no pun intended. But, um, I, I'm excited for it, but I am really worried as well, and I think nothing's going to replace the original. Okay, got a couple of other ones left before we finish out today. Uh, one is, this is something I've been waiting for for so many years, is a live-action Gundam movie. Okay, now for many of you who do not know, Gundams are, uh, they're basically giant robots that people are inside and control to fight battles, fight war, you know, have competitions, whatever it is. And so I love Gundam. I think it's amazing. If you watch Pacific Rim, that's a great film that kind of showcases what these things should look like and should act like. Um, If you have not watched Pacific Rim, you need to. Okay, so you need to watch that film. Uh, but a live-action Gundam movie is happening, and I am so excited about it. Uh, now all they need to do is go back and do a Zoids movie. If you don't know about Zoids, it's great. Awesome cartoon series when I was a kid. You should watch that for sure. But Gundam movie, live-action, actually going to happen. Super excited about that. And then last, uh, oh, this actually goes with it, is uh, Kong Skull Island, the director of Kong Skull Island is going to be the director of the uh, Gundam live-action movie, which I appreciate. I think that'll be really good. Uh, We'll see how they end up working everything CGI-wise and and making it look the way it needs to look. But I think they're going to do a really great job. I'm super excited about this. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to see that Gundam film. I think that's just going to be one of my favorite films. As long as they do it, do it well. You know, do it justice. Uh, so yeah, that's it for today. It looks like Aurora's waking up from her nap. And, uh, so that means that the news time is over because when she stops snoozing, we stop talking about the news. So, uh, anyway, what'd you guys think? Hope we gave you some good updates, uh, into what's going on out there in the world. And, uh, yeah, you guys will hear from us on Wednesday. So look forward to it. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe. we got our Facebook, our email below. Let us know what you'd like to hear about, uh, some things you might want to have changed on the episodes, things like that, and send to your friends so they can get the content as well. All right. Thank you, guys, and have a great one.